Welcome to Probation Matters, a podcast by the Probation Board for Northern Ireland that takes a detailed look at how probation's work within the justice system helps to change people's lives for safer communities. In this podcast, we are talking to two service users who have completed their community sentences, one on a community service order and the other on an enhanced combination order. And we will also hear from probation service officers who supervise them. So firstly, let's find out more about community service orders from one of our probation service officers. Now, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today about your work and the community sentences you supervise. First of all, can you tell me a bit about how a community service order works? Well, I guess the, the first thing that comes across probation desk is, is the notification of the order from the court. Uh, the order comes from the court and then it's my job then to, uh, to look at the order contact the service user and invite them in for interview. We explain what the process is in relation to community service and how that goes forward, uh, what our expectations are of them, and obviously that we are custodians in many senses of the order. And not only that, they have an expectation of what's required of them, and but also there's expectations on me as a community service officer uh, that I have to adhere to in terms of standards. And so I would then explain what... Uh, is expected of me so that it's not sort of seen that I'm heavy-handed in any shape or form and that I'm treating people fairly. So the order comes to us, we do the interview Um, and prior to that I would have had some knowledge of what the offending behaviour was and what the previous offending behaviours possibly were in terms of criminal record and I would do some risk assessments uh, in terms of what would be a suitable place uh, for to place somebody for to do their community service so we have a successful outcome. So set alongside that risk assessment, we also look at, at, at people's uh, circumstances, family circumstances, work circumstances, health circumstances as well. And, and all of that there formulates uh, a plan in, in my own mind uh, as to what the best placement would be. Uh, we have different uh, placements in the community, charity shops, Uh, For example, large furniture stores, people who assist uh, furniture and charity shops by assisting van drivers and stuff like that. Uh, We have also squad placements uh, where we have community service supervisors who then uh, manage the higher risk people, service users, uh, people from medium to high, uh, who it may not be possible to place into an ordinary placement such as a charity shop. And so can you tell me a bit about how you support uh, the service users while they are on the community service order? I, I guess COVID has really changed this ever so slightly because our community service uh, users uh, have actually had to make their own way to site. Uh, previously it would have been the case where they would have come to the office uh, in squad placements and then uh, be taken to the, to, to the work site to do community service. Uh, but it's meant that my job then has been that to link in with our community service supervisors and also the service users. Um, I have had the opportunity to go to different sites and meet people. So there is an expectation and a standard that says that we have to engage with the service user within four weeks uh, at a, a, a work site or a placement. Uh, so that has made that ever so slightly easier. But that uh, is good in my mind because it builds up rapport with the people just to make sure that their the placement's right, that they have no issues, the placement has no issues, 
and if any issues arise then we can deal with them uh, in, in, in a timely manner. And can you tell me how service users benefit uh, from completing a community service order or have you any examples? I think it is a great opportunity for people uh, to, to move forward in their life uh, and to gain skills that perhaps they haven't had before. Um, there's also an opportunity there through working in with NACRO and the Working Well Project, uh, whereby community service users can complete 20% of their, of their allocated hours uh, in working along with uh, an employment officer. And that employment officer can uh, assist them in terms of making disclosures of their offending, assist them in uh, writing CVs, and uh, they set forward a, a program and then they can link people in with certain courses, many of them which are online, uh, and help them gain employment. There's also been work start scheme as well uh, that has been linked in with NACRO as well, and I've had one uh, service user who has gained employment through that as well. Um, so there, there's and, and people do see those opportunities. People see the opportunities within community service of. Uh, how organisations and charities help others. Uh, it brings them into a working environment where, where, where they meet others and uh, can feel valued. For many, some people uh, of the, of the uh, service users uh, would have social anxiety and uh, mental health problems. And, and getting out to have a little bit of structure in their life makes a huge, huge difference. And I, I think that uh, that Many people value that, and it certainly helps them move on with their life and the, the relationships that they have in their lives. We will now hear from one of our service users who has completed a community service order. So thank you for taking the time to chat to me about your community sentence. You find yourself uh, on a community service order, also known as a CSO. Can you tell me a bit about why you were given the community service order? Yeah, basically it was a time where... Things were going good for me and life-wise, often to do with family-wise, it was just personal, like mental health reasons. But when Dan Hill decided that she takes off shooting the took done stupid stuff, decided to drive, and end up stop for it. But no matter if it didn't stop for it, it was probably end up going to be a lot worse than what it was. So it would have been, it's that she probably would have been here. That's the honest one. Okay, thank you. And how did your probation service officer support you during your CSO? Yeah, she supported me really well. Was that she didn't get me into where I'm now. I'm still doing the volunteer and wife in Katonga. She didn't get me in there and get me in touch with another girl, Rebecca. She put me through different courses. So I ended up doing my first aid again, uh, warehouse manager course, and then I think there's another help and safety course. Plus then help and safety and other service to help me take obviously time off the community service same time. Yeah, and is there anything particular about the community service that stood out for you that you feel really helped you? Oh, it's, been, it's helped me more with basically getting out of the house again and not seeing socialising again because obviously during the office of reason all of a stuck in the house, which was draining my mental health at the same time, but then obviously mm-hmm. now being back out, it's that she started building confidence back up a bit more. Still not 100% out, but getting there. Yeah. Better than I was. And overall, so how do you think it's helped you make a difference in your life? No, it has. It's... Basically, my eyes a lot more that see that there is still a lot more to what life is going through than what was going through in my head at the time. Okay. And now you've completed your community service order. 
What do you hope to do now? Well, at the moment, I'm just actually still continuing with volunteering over at Katonga. It's more, it's helping my health reasons well with it. At the moment, I'm still waiting to find out where I'm going back for surgery or not. So, like, normal day-to-day jobs, not going to happen. Right. Because if I let you go to track up one morning, I can't get out of bed. Yeah. I can't get out of bed, that's the bottom line. But there's no, okay. I can't really expect an employer to try to be like, oh, sure, that's fine, you know. Try to get one of our staff there whenever it's not for on them. Yeah. Okay, well, look, thank you very much for that insight. Now, we're very fortunate today to have your wife with us. And can you tell us a bit about how you feel the CSO has helped your husband? I felt that his, it's helped his moods and just his level of happiness, um, giving him a routine and a reason to be getting up and going out. And one thing I always, I've always said to him is feeling useful is really important because um, I would do a lot of volunteering um, in general and now I go with Crescent Wednesdays and we both volunteer and in fairness there's very few places that you can feel more use- any more useful they're brilliant people and they're very kind especially with their words the staff have built him up and give him confidence not only just being able to get out but they're just lovely people to be able to get to meet them and it's really obviously then had a difference, uh, made an impact in your life positively too. Yes, it's exactly the same. Um, I, I'm not able to work myself due to physical and mental health. And since being out of work, it's that feeling of uselessness. Can't do anything. There's no point. There's no reason. You know, you're just getting up, cooking, washing dishes, making beds. And when you're at the house, it's a bit different. That's just to do, you know, useful, but it's not appreciated. Whereas we're very appreciated at Kiltonga Christian Centre. And it sounds like you give your husband great support during this time. And that's obviously helped him to um, rehabilitate. Um, Back when he was having his troubles, we were very, very rocky. Because his mood comes out in his tone. So when he was feeling at rock bottom, um, there was lots of arguments. We weren't very close. Um, we're spending time apart um, whereas the problems weren't coming from the family but it was being projected onto um, whereas now I, we, we have met working together so it's just kind of going back to that that we work well together because usually you're, you, know, you shouldn't live together you should work together it works for us yeah. no that's very positive thank you very much for, for, for you for talking to me today Next, let's find out more about enhanced combination orders, which are also known as ECOs. First of all, can you tell me what an ECO is? An ECO is a court order. Uh, It's an order that is obviously put in place or sentenced by the court. Um, And it's an order that is an alternative to custody. It meets for the offences that have been committed by by our, our service users. Uh, it is uh, an order whereby uh, the threshold of custody is met, but it's an alternative to custody. And basically, uh, like many of the other orders, the combination orders and the community service orders, uh, we in probation here will be notified of the court and we'll arrange an induction. And uh, the, ECO, the ECO team is made up of a probation officer who's a fully qualified social worker and a support officer um, probation service officer just like myself at the community service end of business uh, that's what I am as well so there's supports there 
for for the person. The enhanced combination order uh, is and very often uh, is put in place for people with complex needs. Uh, that may be somebody who is, suffers from addictions, whether that be drugs or alcohol, or alternatively, uh, somebody who's got mental health problems and complex needs. And what probation has done then is offered through the probation officer and the probation service officers uh, an opportunity to support that person uh, through uh, their order, uh, an order which hopefully will change their lives and give them a further opportunity to move forward in their life as opposed to finding themselves through further offending, uh, finding themselves subject to a custodial sentence. And uh, can you tell me a bit about the support that you offer to uh, service users who are on an ECO? Okay, really from my end, uh, it's very similar to, to, to what a uh, community service order is. Uh, you know, there's risk assessments that are put in place and selected placements. It's not always the case that uh, a service user would be placed in a squad, but it can be very often the case that service users can be put into the large charity shops. Uh, where there's really good support uh, for them uh, and they can work alongside others who form uh, social relationships with them as well in terms of, 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 of friendships and exchange life experiences which can be very, very positive for that. Before COVID, uh, it is, I suppose, the, the role of the supporting uh, probation service officer uh, really would have been for to uh, assist people to get the appointments, take people to other agencies that were linked in. Uh, you know, perhaps uh, some counselling would be required or uh, drug and al- alcohol counselling. And uh, the probation service officer would have been able to, to get alongside uh, the service user and take that him or her to, uh, to an appointment uh, that would be beneficial to their on- ongoing sort of recovery and uh, the opportunity of of, of moving their life life forward and dealing with some of those complex issues that are in their lives. Now, whether that be an addiction service or whether mm-hmm. it be a mental health service, that's what the role of the, the, the probation service officer would have done. Uh, and also do what we would call some low-level work uh, with them, uh, some victim awareness work and things like that. Uh, and the probation officer then obviously would link in uh, with the person on a weekly basis initially uh, and as the order progresses that can go out to fortnightly and, and monthly um, and support the person and see what they've been engaging with during the week um, we encourage people to use the Changing Lives app as well at that sort of stage because not everybody can remember what happened the day before um, never mind a week before yeah and uh, that allows people to have an opportunity to to record you know whether they've had a drink of alcohol whether they've used drugs and stuff like that or and then they're able to share that and of course that's an app on somebody's phone that we don't look into in any shape or form it's not as I always explain that in the induction I said it's not a spy app this is your phone the information's on your phone and uh, you know we don't have access to it but it's to your benefit uh, to be able to use that in order to help uh, us in the sense uh, help you 
And in particular, is there any um, certain aspect of the eco you feel really benefits the service user? I know there are partners involved in in the orders. Well, I think holistically, I, I think it's it's a really really good order because um, you know that there is that little bit more um, tolerance, I suppose, given the fact that people do have complex needs, um, and and. I'm not just, I'm going to use the word leeway, you know, but there's slightly more opportunities where a person cannot attend an appointment or cannot attend community service because of their lifestyle, the current lifestyle. And part of the order is to try and uh, change that person's life, move that person's life forward and take them from the place that they, they were in whenever they offended to, to a different place. Uh, which is which for them would be a much a much safer place, and and I, and I think the order does that for us. Um, and there's always good communication through the team. Um, you know, we would have like a like a monthly sort of assessment uh, and and review of people on the order, so that we can uh, offer the best uh, opportunity. They have opportunity to engage with psychology, probation psychology as well. Uh, as well as other agencies, as, as I said previously, for, um, for for addictions and for mental health services. And we obviously would link in uh, with social services and things like that there, uh, where there would be child protection uh, issues as well. Of course, we're open and honest with, the, with, with our service users uh, to explain the necessity for those things to happen. Uh, and uh, we, we, we obviously want the best for them and the safest way that they can, can, can conduct their lives in the future. And overall, just in your experience, what do you feel the, the benefits to a service user are when they complete an ECO? Well, I think there's a sense of achievement, you know. Uh, there's a, a very wide range of offences that obviously that, that cover an ECO in many sense. You know, it, it can be from somebody who's got repeat driving offences to somebody who's created fraud. Um, you know, so... I think it gives people a better understanding of 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 what is of, of their offending and the nature and the effect that that can have on people, can have on victims, can have on the communities, and and of course that ripples out through through to them, to their families, to the victims, to the the wider society. Um, so I think the time that people spend. Uh, meeting the professional people here in probation uh, is, is very advantageous to them because it helps them understand uh, more about their offending and the effect that that has on society. We are now going to hear from a service user about how the enhanced combination order helped to change their life. So thank you for taking the time to chat to us about your community sentence. You received an enhanced combination order, which is also known as an ECO. Can you tell me a bit about why you were given an ECO? Um, I committed fraud in my workplace and abused my position as leader. And what difference has an eco made in your life? Um, Everything about it has helped me. Community service got me out, um, doing something worthwhile, got me into a routine, got me up in the morning, um, ready to go somewhere. We went in all weathers rain, hail, snow and it was a beautiful place Crawfordsburn which also made a difference and it makes a big difference to your mental health doing something worthwhile 
Um, I got to meet other people. We used to take our packed lunch and we sat at one of the picnic tables for our lunch. Um, and you got to hear different people's experiences. And um, I enjoyed it a lot. And is there any particular part of the eco that stood out for you that really, really helped you on your journey? Uh, psychology was the biggest thing that really helped me change my life around. Um, I wouldn't go out. I didn't want to leave the house. I just closed myself in. And the psychologist, I came to see him one day and we were sitting in his office and he said to me, right, come on, let's go. And he took me out, took me out for a walk around the street. And he kept saying, saying to me, lift your head up, lift your head up, because I constantly walked with my head down. And that was a big starting point for me. He got me to realise that I wasn't a bad person, after all. And you were talking about your community service. Do you want to tell me a bit more about what that entailed and what you had to do and how that really helped you? We um, we had to meet at Crawfordsburn and... Um, as I said, we took our lunch and everything we needed with us. We were given equipment. Um, we did some litter picking. Um, we did, um, sometimes the waves would have brought the sand up onto the footpath now and we brushed the sand off there. Um, and actually, if people walking by would have just come walked by and said, oh, thank you for doing that. You know, strangers who... They don't know me from Adam, just would have come along and thanked you for doing the work. And it really did make you feel worthwhile. And the supervisor was really nice and it just got along with everybody. So how did your probation officer and probation service officer support you during your eco? They have been a great support. They're very friendly and listened to me and seemed to understand what I was going through. Um, I know that they would have been there any time I needed them. When they phoned me, it always felt as if they cared and would have took the time to listen to what you were going through as well. So overall, do you think that an eco is a better alternative to going to prison? Definitely for me, because I wouldn't have been given the opportunities from the eco to get my life back on track. It has helped me a lot with going out, um, meeting people. I'm now a different person and I know that wouldn't have happened to me if I'd gone to prison. Well, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you.